seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Tampa, say it with me. Tiny boss, tiny boss. Over the last oh, year, oh. over the last year, when she had to come and face me because I was the champion for most of the uh -oh. last year. Uh oh, out of loading. KOD on Carmella. Shoulders down. One, two, three. The champ retains. Theory! No way! Theory! No way! He doesn't know 
Dawkins. Ooh, baby, I like it. Oh, no. Lamas has a three pop and sends him right through the canvas. Hell, we may need Jeff. We may need Jerry. Find a Dundee. We may need half a Nashville to keep the order. No, no, I had nothing to do with that. I have nothing. Dude, no. Nope. I'm riddle hearing voices in his head. Oh, it's really my. Oh! There he is. There's Seth Rollins with a stop on Riddle. Dummy, I told you you're joining the Judgment Day tonight. You can't put Dominic in this predicament. Sure you can. Sometimes fight makes right. I guess. What was that? What was the only word would you just said to us? Just stop. I'll join the judgment day. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'll join. You hear that? Now he wants to join. Ooh, baby, hey, Dom. Like yeah, baby, I like it. It doesn't work that way. What the hell? No remorse from the judgment day. Get out of there, Ray. Dominic Mysterio was just trying to protect Ray Mysterio. You know, I'm actually not surprised you keep saying no to my Summer Slam Challenge. Why is that? Because that is exactly what everyone would expect to hear from a man with two blueberries in his pants. Tampa, say it with me. Tiny balls, tiny balls. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Raw. We're on the PWC Network. We are the PWC, and I am your host, Jimmy T. And my co-host is back once again. He's the evil host in the real league, Dr. Jeff Lippman. What are you doing? What are you doing? You tell me. I seem like I've got bad internet connection right about now, but can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. No tiny balls here. 
<laughs> so I see you got your Lily doll in the mail, the right? The real Lily, and it's an action figure. Oh, sorry. It's an action figure, apparently, not and a, a doll. Co-host. Yes. Co-host. <laughs> and a co-host. Yes. Jeez, well, we do like a Raw here at the PWC, but uh, Lily's pretty Raw. So you weren't actually talking shit after all, Jeff. You were actually receiving Lily. <laughs> nope, I, I told you it was real. I told you it was true. I don't lie. I, I tell true. You do tell true. That's very true. But what, But let's get into Raw for a moment, Jeff. Do we have to? What do you think of this Monday night? I mean, Lily was there and she knows it sucked. That's true. And uh, if if I'm having bad internet connection, I, I must be all robotic to you, right? In, in terms of visual. Um, no, you're like a little bit freezy and like your voice is sort of normal, but the picture isn't moving. Right, that's a bit odd, but um, we're going to have to deal with that for now, Jeff. You've been having um, a bad connection all week long. I, you had some bad connection with Jargo. You had some bad connection yeah. with Thermos. Don't know what the hell's going on, Jeff. Really, I don't, I don't know what's going on with my internet lately. But uh, yeah, it's it's is, kind is of strange. Not paying the full bill? Was she just paying like seventy percent? So you're only getting seventy percent coverage. The, the the bill the bill is actually paid, Jeff. Um, we never <laughs> miss out on the internet bill. But I just went really quick there. I don't know why, but well, whatever. Yeah, it was, but it was like Gilligan's Island for a second there. <laughs> I think you well, chased better. by a guy in a gorilla suit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, I felt this Raw was pretty weak compared to the last couple of weeks, Jeff. It made me miss Dynamite. Well, it's funny that because even though we were shitting on Dynamite this past Wednesday on the skirmish, it probably was a lot better than Raw after all, right? It was more entertaining. It was still trash and it was chaotic and didn't make any sense. Raw, the problem with Raw is that it actually made sense just there was almost nothing there that i cared about at all and i saw that SummerSlam commercial it had to be 10 times during the course of that show like i saw it so many times that i don't want to see SummerSlam now i it, it is had the reverse effect like if i didn't do a podcast there's no way i'd watch it ple or otherwise i have peacock i'm not paying the penny for it i i, just, I don't want to see it well, apparently WWE doesn't even want to see it because right on the street is they're not even happy with their own card apparently for SummerSlam. The mean streets of, of Greenwich, Connecticut? Yes, the mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. So you are telling me that management is mad with management. <laughs> well, I guess that's the case, right? I mean, that's what the dirty sheets are, are apparently reporting, Jeff, so... So is like when Vince parts his hair on the left, is he angry when Vince, when he parts his hair on the right or straight down the middle? Because he's done all three. So, I mean, who who's mad? Who Who is the management that's mad at management? I mean, is, is it interim CEO, uh, interim baddie CEO, Stephanie McMahon? Uh, is she mad at, at Pops for, for lame creative or being distracted? Are, are they mad at groups? Are they, are they mad at Jeff Jarrett for not giving his full attention because he's busy in, in this Ric Flair debacle? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you believe that? Seriously, yeah. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Ric Flair and Andrade El Idalo. I just want to say, Jeff, any great. 
I, I, listen, he's great at getting himself into everything. And with his addition to this card, pretty much every promotion is represented. You have NWA, you have MLW, you have AEW, you have Ring of Honor for what that's worth. You have AAA if you want to go that far. You have WWE with Jeff Jarrett. I mean, who's who's missing? You got the Indies. We need New Japan at this point. You have Impact, <laughs> right? Right. Well, we yeah, pretty much got the real Forbidden Door, Jeff. You really do. I mean, the, this, really this do. is Forbidden Door. This, 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 this is breaking <laughs> down everything. I mean, yeah. and you have control your narrative. Hey, we do. We actually do. It, it's it's really the Forbidden Door. Forget forget New Japan and AEW, Jeff. This shit right here is the real Forbidden Door. Yeah, this is like the prohibited portal. <laughs> prohibited portal i like it pp that's what this that's shit like, is this is a pwc exclusive the prohibited portal <laughs> is flair's last match i'm actually more interested in that card than SummerSlam. now well at this point i think you're right i mean SummerSlam is looking kind of weak in my opinion for a summer you know also death before dishonor Jeez. Like they're, they're that's pretty weak. That's pretty weak. Pay-per-view type events coming up in the next <laughs> what ten days, and I don't want to see any yeah. of them. <laughs> I think we should all save our money, folks, and uh, not order any of this shit that they're trying to present to us. And how much do they want for the Flair show, by the way? How much is that I even think... close for pay-per-view? Is it? It's either thirty-four ninety-nine or thirty-nine ninety-nine. I get confused with that and Death Before Dishonor. I think the Death Before. I think tickets bucks, in person are thirty nine. I think Flair the the, the pay per view is is twenty nine ninety nine thirty four ninety nine. Boy, well I ain't paying seventy bucks practically for both those shows. No, no, of course not. I mean, <laughs> I mean one. Is, I mean the Flair show is an indie show after all, so nothing of significance is going to happen uh, unless you count the Flair match as significant. I mean. Honestly, is anyone tuning in to see anything other than whether he survives? And I don't necessarily—I don't actually mean like necessarily die, but I'm not ruling it out either. But you know, some sort of health scare. Well, he's got a pacemaker, Jeff. He's got more than just a pacemaker. He's on blood thinners, and he—he's like, I can just plug the pacemaker back, and he's like, I just won't take the blood thinner that day. Listen, if you've been on medication for <laughs> yeah, three or four that. years, not taking the pill for one day doesn't doesn't reverse all of the effects. The the, the thinner still in your system. You'd have to not take it for several days before it has any effect. I mean, he's just a moron. He's he's just a big dummy. I mean, as as if the alcohol doesn't thin his blood enough. <laughs> Well, well, he wants popping, to bleed. Are you popping sure. your collar there? Do you have a popping collar? Are I you am. going Macklemore on us? <laughs> no, don't say that. Not Macklemore. Hell are no. You, are, are I'm going. <laughs> I'm bad and bougie, Jeff. But um, forget the collars. How about we get into Raw? Because this started off in a weird sort of way, in my opinion. As uh, why did we get to uh, 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 like uh, uh, uh. In the middle of the ring. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what's the ooh, ooh, ooh you're doing? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like the ooh, so's, but they came later. 
Well, I'm not talking about the Usos. I'm talking about Titus O'Neil, Jeff. As we, uh, you know, he's yeah, the Titus Warrior Award winner. Yeah. He, he is the Warrior Award winner hometown of Tampa, though, Jeff. So. Yeah, now he's the global ambassador. He's he's reached his pinnacle. He's reached the peak. He's joined the pinnacle. He definitely has. He's Forbidden definitely Door again. Pinnacle. And, uh, you know, it's funny because me and uh, Jago did a sort of watch along as long as we could have watched it at the time live. How long did Jago um, last? Oh, man, I, I, I kid you not. We, look, uh, believe it or not, we did an hour and 30 minutes, which is pretty long when you think about it, yeah? So I watched one less than that. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, well so. done by that point, man. I was getting tired. I started yawning, and then I was explaining that I actually fell asleep while reviewing Raw, and and it was with you, ironically. But that's what it does, Jeff. And this was one of those shows I could have easily fallen asleep while actually reviewing it while right, watching it's along. Not me, it's raw. It's definitely not you. It's definitely raw. And I like yeah, a raw, but not this type of raw. Either when he says that, <laughs> no, you can believe me. But since Lily's in the house, we did have Jago's dog in the house for our show. But now I we got know. Lily in the, the house. What the hell was going on with that dog? It was roaring like Godzilla. She was roaring at the right times too. And I just want to say uh, shout outs to GGP Greek on Papadon, and happy birthday, Megale. I hope you had a good one. So uh, I want yeah, to tell man. you that. I didn't realize that that was a dog at first. I thought it was a cat because I just saw the tail going up. And it down. was a cat as like, well, actually. Oh, okay. And I'm like, what the hell kind of noise is coming out of that cat? What does he have, a jaguar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what, what's funny is the fact the dog was actually barking and howling and growling while we're talking about how crap Rampage was and how crap Raw was. So, uh, what's yeah. funny is they didn't name the, the animals Sonata and Evil, I mean, or, or uh, Suzuki and Okada. Well, she absolutely barks in glee for those guys, Jeff. <laughs> wow, all right, the, the fan, yeah. the dogs are, are Mark, are Mark's on. <laughs> well, anyway, back to Titus O'Neil, he goes to say he's accomplished a lot in his career, Jeff, but his proudest moment was becoming a WWE ambassador. Sure. sure, Titus. Sure. Yeah, sure. Of course. He, yeah, absolutely. He talked about needing goodwill now more than ever and the importance of putting smiles on people's faces. He lists the company's various philanthropic, philanthropic, philanthropic. Oh, yes, philanthropic endeavors and reminds us we'll never hear you know that, that's, greek. About... that's a greek word filled for greek. love and anthros of, of mankind well it's the thing now too to do actually jeff he's getting uh, to philanthropy <laughs> lily says no well i disagree What's the thing? evil and carnage <laughs> Equals carnage. Well, anyway, mm -hmm. he reminds us we'll never hear WWE talk about politics or religion or be diverse. Never. is a safe space. Never. WWE is a safe space to ensure we could all have a good time. And welcome to Raw. <laughs> Titus gave all us a lot of energy, but what a stupid speech. What was that all about and why? I mean, why did they have to do this? What, what was the reason behind this? I mean, really? Uh, Other than the fact it. that he was in his hometown. 
let's do multiple choice. One, he was in his hometown. B, well, other than that. <laughs> oh, it's in, okay. A, it's in his contract that he's on Raw at least three times a year. Um, right. B, um, with all of the bad shit going around about WWE, they figured that the, the one guy that's completely unimpeachable can go on there and spew a bunch of bullshit. Um, C, they had absolutely no idea what else to do with the show. They're like, we need to kill the first seven minutes. Hey, Titus does the same speech at at, uh, at youth groups and house shows. Let's just have him do that speech. Okay, great idea. I'm going to go with C, which is the laziest. Well, he'd done nothing for me. And now, uh, to be honest, it sort of took me out of the moment for a moment. But uh, but we, go, we get one okay. into another one, though. Jeff. Yes, we did. Which is, uh, we get a recap of Becky Lynch helping come out and get a count out win over Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair last Monday. And then Big Time Bex makes her entrance as Lynch compares her recent struggles to the little engine that could. But she's a locomotive, apparently. She runs down the list of disappointing steps the Big Time Bex Express has made, but says we've now arrived at Appreciation Station, Jeff. Really? Appreciation station. This is this is really getting very wiggles with the, with the rhymes. I want to know if her if her struggles was she was she talking about like fashion and shopping and coordinating outfits. You know what? She looked a lot better, dude. I won't lie. I actually felt like this looked much better. But except, what was with that sort of backpack sweater type of gig on her sort of neck? What, what was up with that? I, I, I don't know, dude. You're the one that said it looked good. It was like a, it was like a hoodie well, it, it that was cut like good. Uh, I didn't mind it. Like pretty. What it was is like, it? I've never seen it. It was like a pretty. It was like a hoodie cut like pretty deadly clothes with like you know like True. cargo straps at, at the bottom. Hmm. That's. I, I don't know. Yeah, I've never well, I've never seen it. <laughs> I mean, you just like it because her top show was showing some cleavage. He looked a lot better. Like I said, man. Even her hair, everything about it was much better. I don't like that weird, weird, I don't know what to call it, look that she usually does lately. But come on. Yeah, but, you know, when, when she's going full anime character, yeah. I mean, this is better than that. It was still, uh, you know, sort of absurd. I, I, I sort of dug the sunglasses, though. They were sort of cool. <laughs> I don't mind them. I don't mind them at all. I mean, is this what we're getting in TV 14? Because we didn't get it this Monday, that's for sure, Jeff. I don't think the wardrobe is really going to be the big difference in, in TV 14. <laughs> well, there was a change, though, with the wardrobe. I mean, look at Bianca Belair. She looked pretty much the same to me. She had a different look. I mean, she doesn't usually wear sort of that little, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. She, she always sort of looks the same to me. I mean, she wears you know, midriff shirts because she's got abs, and sometimes she well, covers she her sleeves, sometimes wears, she doesn't. She usually wears the long sort of pants, though. She wasn't wearing long pants? No, she wasn't, actually. She was wearing tights, and I'm huh. not talking about the pant variety. I, I didn't even I did not even notice, I have to be honest with really? you. Really? I mean, wow. Well, I mean, who was in the ring with her? Uh, Becky Lynch. <laughs> well, afterwards, and I mean, Carmella, but we'll way. get to that. Right, but that—that's what I'm looking at. True, Carmella looked good. I won't lie, but that's, as we that, that's continue, my money. Because... that's that's my money spot right there. 
Well, she is money. I actually think she's a lot better. I said it on the blow up and I'll say it right here on Talking Raw. I actually think she's so much better than she has been for the last two years, say. She's serviceable. That that was the actually that was the name Definitely. of two episodes ago of Hammerlock Hangover. Carmella is serviceable. Well, she is serviceable and in many in more ways than one, I, I will say. Uh, what's that in the background, Jeff? I don't try D. Shut the hell up, D. <laughs> it's not D. She's actually not here right now. <laughs> Ooh, she on a date? No, no, she's gone to see her grandmother, actually, Jeff. But um, Oh, yeah. what big teeth Let's you not have. get into that. <laughs> well, boy, this is a fruit salad, Jeff. It really is. It's a fruit salad. <laughs> Can you yeah, hear I, that whatever that noise is, it's not coming from this end. You can't hear it? Oh, I can't. I hear the wiggles. <laughs> yummy, Fruits, yummy, Jeff. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> mashed potatoes, mashed, mashed bananas, mashed bananas. <laughs> Cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti. Well, this is what the segment sort of reminded me of because it was literally a fruit salad because uh, <laughs> she goes on to say where we can celebrate her winning the title back and I'm talking about Becky Lynch because she just learned she'll face the winner of tonight's Mala Ballet match at SummerSlam. That brings uh, out the champ, actually, Jeff. Wait, she just learned that? Didn't, didn't she win that, that seven-person match like two weeks ago for that very purpose? Did she win it? She lost. No, she won. She 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 won us. She won a match together to get in the title. Like she's, yeah, against she Asuka like, in a tables match. Right. She was like four and thirty-seven, and then she and then she won a match to get to become the number one contender for SummerSlam. What does she mean? She just found out. What the, what is this? It's a it's a fruit salad, Jeff. That's what this I mean, shit is. I, 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 I can't believe the WWE on Earth 616, 617, 618, 619 are all equally as bad. Yeah, he got a point. It is what it is, man. I mean, what do you do? Well, like I was saying, that brings out the champion, Bianca Belair. She runs down Lynch's unhanded tactics last week, but she's not bothered by Becky trying to take the spotlight off her because this isn't the Becky Lynch wrestlemania comeback story apparently jeff is still the bianca Belair summerslam comeback story according to Belair. um she's looked at every opportunity since then as a chance to redeem herself she's done just that after she beats kamala tonight she'll kick becky's caboose back for to the Island. thousandth time yes yummy 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 <laughs> i mean what else can you say about this freaking segment other than yummy yummy at this point? Because um, this is a mess. That's much. It was really a mess. Well, here comes Mella though, actually, Jeff, because uh, to say Ballet is making the biggest mistake of her career by overlooking her, she's a badass with a great ass. She beat the champ last week, and if she does it again, she'll be champ. Apparently, the title can change hands on a countout, though, tonight. Apparently, oh, oh, those are great because when they make those stipulations, they truly honor them, as we found out a little bit later in the show. <laughs> well, you know how WWE is, Jeff. Come on now. I know. Well, I mean, nothing means anything. I mean, the Becky says, I just found out I'm going to face you at SummerSlam. I mean, they've been advertising it for weeks with those goddamn commercials. I can't. Long -term I just can't. storytelling, Jeff. 
it's 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 not long-term storytelling it, it's groundhog day this is i mean it's <laughs> it's just telling telling the same story over and over again and pretending you haven't isn't long-term storytelling well according to WWE, it is well then i mean again. at least when AEW does the same thing over and over again at least like the background is different some of the words are different the you know who asked for the stipulation might be different i mean yes it's a rerun but at least it's 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 it, it, it's like it's like a cover song. Yeah, I know what you're saying, man. It's true, but uh, you know, what do you do, man? Like I said, this role was pretty pathetic, in my opinion. I mean, I'll, I'll keep going through this promo as we uh, move on, but I just don't understand how they go from Eastern. Are we even going to get actually TV fourteen? You think, Jeff? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think this was leaked by accident, and I don't think it's that big a change, really. I, I you know, I think we talked about it, but I, I, you know, I sort of lose track of who I said what to. But I, you know, I think it's a good sign that the stakeholders are even considering making this change because this means that the advertisers, the sponsors, the networks, and WWE are all considering it, if not have, if not having signed off on it. And while I don't think, you know. Rome will change in a day. I do think that it is. It, it was a. It's a pretty big deal to make the change, and for everyone to agree to it and say, "Okay, we sign off on this," and to give them a little bit more freedom, a little bit more wiggle room, and and you know, so maybe the wrestlers don't have to be on eggshells if you know the shit comes out of their mouth or or whatever it is, and maybe it gives a little bit of freedom to get edgier, you know. I mean, not that I'm loving that Miz has small balls and he's saying he's got enormous balls, but they're, you know, obviously playing with, you know, it's adult content, but it's just so it's, but it's sophomoric adult content. But, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, we'll see. At least, you know, at least they're playing with it and, and, you know, they still have to do better stories and they still have to do better execution, but it's, it's one step that, that needs to happen. And, you know, we, We've all talked about it. Everyone wants Raw to go back to three hours. That's probably never going to happen. So you have to take that one off. Um, at the end of the day, the biggest impediment is, is is probably Vince being in creative. But you know, uh, he, he's you know whatever whatever happens with his current ordeal, if it's even really still an ordeal, he isn't getting any younger. He will not live forever. Well, he does. He thinks he will. I mean, seriously, Jeff. Well, everyone thinks they will, but they're all wrong. That's true. We're all going to die. Everybody dies, as Lance Archer says, including right, himself. Including he got buried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and continuing on, as Mella is money, you know that, right, Jeff? I mean, she is money. Um, I know that she has money. Well, she definitely does have money, and she is money. And like I was saying, Bianca steps to a challenge, and Becky attacks from behind. As Bailey fights back, but ends up taking a manhandle slam for Lynch. As we go to the commercial, the first match of the evening between Bianca Belair versus Carmella for the Raw Women's Championship once again, because it's long-term storytelling. Jeff. Mm -hmm. Okay, just because it takes up a half hour of a show, just because that's a just because that's a long time for us to watch it, doesn't make it a long-term story. Um, what? No, uh, this is. I mean, I, I can't imagine that. I'm being sarcastic, Jeff. You know that, right? What's that? You know, I'm being sarcastic, right? I know you're being sarcastic. Right, um, thank you. 
Yeah. I mean, this was this was this was their worst match out of it. And then, you know, at some point, whether Carmella slap her and Bianca get mad and then beat her in two seconds after like an eight minute match. You know, also she like you know, she got hooked. All you have to do is slap her and she gets mad and it's over. You know, funny though, these two seem to go kind of stiff on each other. Like if you watch the Money in the Bank match, I felt like they put on a pretty decent match. Raw's match wasn't nowhere near on that level, in my opinion. I mean, it wasn't that good, but it was all right. But um, yeah, Bianca Belly ends up getting the win as per usual. I mean, do we really think Mala was going to get the win? I, I doubt it. But no, she wins really. via pinfall after a KOD to retain her Raw Women's Championship. Ooh, what a relief. What a relief. Um, after the match, though, Lynch has the belt <laughs> caressing it as the EST fumes. She throws the belt at Bianca's feet as we get confirmation of the SummerSlam rematch. Does confirmation. Uh, Lynch... So we needed confirmation right. that Becky confirmed earlier in the show that was confirmed by the match she won against Asuka that's been confirmed by 9 billion ads between then and now. But okay, good. It was confirmed at, at the end of this 27 minutes of, of Raw. Excellent. Excellent TV. It was the breast, Jeff. Just it was saying. the breast. It really was. Um, we get a replay of the angle that led to Jeff Jarrett being named special guest referee for the tag title match for SummerSlam. Oh, God. As Sarah Shriver interviews Street Profits backstage, and Hawkins is confident Double J will take care of business. Montez Ford doesn't sound so sure, but says they're leaving Nashville with the belts no matter what. Before they can deliver their catchphrase, MVP and Omos then interrupt. As MVP reminds them, this guy pinned Dawkins last week. The Profits won a tag match, but MVP isn't dressed for it. He's going to get Adam Pearce to book Dawkins versus Omos instead. And I just want to say one more time, Jeff. Ain't he great? Yeah, that, that montage of seeing uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, you know, doing lots of things like from the 90s to the present was really touching. It really was a walk down memory lane of, of Meville. Meville. Um, and why would almost an MVP be interested in this at all? Like, they're not a tag team. They've rejected Cedric, so they're not going after tag team belts. I mean, I... Like, you could see, if they were going after tag team belts, this would make sense. But it, it, it's just it's just filler. I mean, how many times has almost, like, beaten both these guys up? Oh, well, quite a few times, I believe. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, man, at the end of the day, I don't blame him because they can't really pair him up with anyone at this point because they've absolutely wrestled everybody yeah. a million times at least. So could, I mean... Who's Alpha Academy? Who could bring Los Lotharios over? What What's the difference? I mean, just just put two random jabronis together. Oh, come. Well, that's what happened here. We had Omos and MVP, except we well, didn't get two random anyway. The point is, I, I you, you should if these guys are supposed to present themselves as a real challenge to the Usos who just surpassed. Their one-year mark as SmackDown Tag Team Champions, not unified, but SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Why, why should their challengers, who got, they've been dancing together now for four or five months now, not not particularly impressively either. Um, 
why should the, their challengers have trouble with anyone? Why, why, why should they be being pushed around by a bully? They should be showcased so that we believe I'll tell that they're you why, going Jeff. to I'll tell you why, because it's J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T because he's great, Jeff. That's why. <laughs> The look on your face. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh boy. He's great. Evil Dose is great. I mean, even Lily seems great at this point, but Jeff Jarrett is great. Because not only has he booked himself into the Ric Flair retirement match, but he's also booked himself as a special guest referee at SummerSlam, and he's even gotten himself back into management for a second time, Jeff. And don't forget, he just was Any a great. special guest referee in NWA title matches as well. Was he? Yeah. Well, he was even in GCW with oh. all the Mark Tards and doing his thing over there because he's great, Jeff. He's, he's great at getting himself, keeping himself, like, you know, barely relevant. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's I, even got a podcast. I, I mean, the, there's, there's something to that. Absolutely, because like I said, it's J E double F J A. Carney as hell. Listen, <laughs> double I, I, you know, E double T. I, I know the job he got in management was something to do with live events, and that's not necessarily creative. But if, if he's at all involved with creative, I mean, I trust him to do a better job than Vince or or Bruce Pitt, Pritchard. You think? Yeah, he at least understands wrestling. I mean, it's not like he can book himself anymore, can it? Well, if he could, he would. I mean, let's be honest, I'm sure he would because he's great. I mean, come on. He's a, like, what, 35-year veteran at this point? Should he uh, retire Jerry Lawler and we can we can relive those nine, days of 1987 when it was young Jerry Jarrett, Jarrett pushing his son Jeff Jarrett against the crusty veteran Jerry Lawler who brought in a, a certain master of pain to try to uh, take him out? Absolutely. I'll be down for that again once again. Where is Jerry Jarrett? How old is that guy by this point? He's still alive. I mean, didn't he like double cheese, double bacon? What the fuck? He, he's around Vince's age. He's, I think he's a little bit older than Vince. Yeah, probably. Who's going to outlast who, though, Jeff? Yeah, but you know who the master of pain was, right? Who was that, Jeff? Undertaker. Ah... There you go. Ding dong. Undertaker. I mean, shit. Jeff Jarrett could even outdo The Undertaker in the ring. Well, back then, he, he hasn't did, already. Because he, <laughs> he was the Greg Gagne of, of Memphis. Oh. oh, boy. You know what? I remember Jeff Jarrett's hype even long before he went to WWE. And uh, there was hype on him. I actually remember buying the Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazines back in the day that would actually hype him up. Because he was that great, apparently. And then I saw him and I was like, hey, he's great. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's very lanky. He was like one of the younger Armstrong brothers, you know, sort of, sort of oh, like yeah. one of the younger he of Americans. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, he was a lanky, you know. I mean, actually, the wrestling fans of today would probably have liked what he was then. He was sort of built like Marshall, which is the toil of Von Eric, is it? I don't know. Whichever is the is the is the tall of honor. He's sort of built like him. Um, 
you know, in an, in an age of giants. Yeah, that's true. I mean, anyway, look. Which, by the way, I have an issue with Jargo because he said a time long ago when, when wrestlers were larger than lives, no, Jargo, that day is going to come again because people are rejecting this small wrestling shit. That's why nobody watches. Well, we want to see welterweights to watch real fighting. <laughs> welterweights. Oh, boy. We'll watch real fight. Maybe we need the midgets back once again. We can have Jonathan Gresham. Oh, yeah, true. Good point. Good point. I can't so wait to said, see how many buys. tweeted that it's time that we start talking about Jonathan Gresham as one of the best in the world. I said, I agree. He's one of the best minis of all time, right after Little Haiti. <laughs> or the Haiti kid. I think hey, he, he, he could definitely be the best mini of all time, yeah. actually, Jeff. Well, I mean, there's a little beaver, there's Hornswoggle. I mean, the, you know, <laughs> Vern Troyer. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's move on back to Raw as Kevin oh, Owens right. is back, Jeff. Yes, okay. I know. I know we got to fucking break this down because we are as Seth Rollins' new SummerSlam opponent, Riddle, will be the guest on, guess what, Jeff? The KO Show. So excited. Very exciting. Kev knows we missed him, but before he tells us where he's been, he brings out his guest. Bro claims he's here for the Mountain Dew Baja Blast, but Owens doesn't know what he's talking uh-huh. about. They do. Oh, sorry. That's right. It's it's Spanish. The J is a H. So it's Baja Blast, but Owens doesn't know what he's talking about. They deal with an errant flip-flop. As KO says, he went on a nature retreat to find his inner peace after his quest to prove his equal uh-huh. and Elias are the same person. And they almost drove him mad, actually, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Well, he continues on saying he watched <laughs> Raw and realized he admires Riddle's Zen approach to life, but he's not sure if he has any help achieving that state, though, Jeff. I wonder. Well, his best friend, oh. Randy, has been MIA. Randy? Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But he's moving on from the E brothers. He still hopes they fail miserably, but he's moving on. <laughs> Owens wants to talk about Riddle's SummerSlam opponent. Rollins turned on KO and left him hanging, just like bro is alone without Randy Orton. So he proposes a team, bro, KO. KO. Yeah, this was this yes. was a clever throwaway line. It was actually kind of catchy too, bro, KO. I mean, sure. it's got a good ring to it, right? Yeah, it was clever. You're very clever. Well, speaking of clever, Riddle goes on to say Owens is the biggest liar Excuse me, in WWE, KO promises that in the past, but says if Riddle could trust the Viper, he should trust him. Bro is pissed and he's leaving, but burn it down, he hits the speakers as Owen says he has nothing to do with it. I mean, Randy Orton is not trustworthy. He's proven his lack of trustworthiness, you know, all along. And by the way, he's going to remember this when he comes back angry. That Riddle will flirt him with KO. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, we get Seth is here as Riddle takes two stomps before Rollins poses over him to end the segment. Um, and it ended Seth Rollins' think- uh, role on Raw for the night, right? Yeah, right. Well, Riddle, though, um, do you think Riddle will be the one that turns on Randy Orton or do we get Orton 
you know, in typical fashion, turning on Riddle. Let's see which is which is less creative. The Riddle one, nah. Obviously, the Randy Orton one is the less creative. So they'll go with that. Correct. Yes, exactly. Well, they will do that too. That's what's going to piss me off. They shouldn't do that, but they will do that. And um, I hope I'm wrong, though. (laughs) I really do. You're not. That's the problem. Well, we move on as we get a recap of the Judgment Day Mysterio stuff. Then Finn Bello and Damien Priest arrive in the arena, Jeff, as Kevin Patrick catches up with Seth freaking Rollins backstage, which is weird how they went from that to that. He's targeting Riddle because he's so stupid and it offends him. I kind of don't blame him, Jeff. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, trusting Orton and turning down KO are proof of that as Ezekiel steps to him to say that's not cool as as Rollins tells Ezekiel to stay out of his business or he'll stomp him and his brothers. That gets Zeke real pissed off and he says he's making Rollins his business, Jeff. Oh, Ezekiel. I I just thought the zit on his shoulder said that. Yeah. I mean, he looks fired up, actually. He was getting all Zeked up, Jeff. All I could see was the zit on his shoulder. I'm sorry. It's right there in the middle of my HDTV screen. I'm just like, why? <laughs> just why? Ooh. It wasn't pussy, was it? I didn't actually notice. It would, it would have been if he applied some pressure. I mean, just put a Band-Aid Damn. on that thing. One of those little circle ones. Damn. Man, man, that's bad. Anyway, back to the judgment day in the ring as they're just waiting there like idiots. While that freaking pr- like idiots. I mean, seriously. Yeah, like idiots. I'm sure no, they're they standing idiots. there. Well, yes, actually, they are idiots. Priest goes on to say that last week they didn't hurt Ray because they know Dominic will join them. They guarantee Who it will happen want tonight. Dominic to join them. Clearly, Why the judgment they- day do. Why? <laughs> they want to judge What's him. the motivation? What, what? What is the point? Why would you want the weakest person on the roster, possibly including Tozawa, to join you? Um, uh, You tell me, Jeff, please. I, I, I have no reason. Maybe they just really want to give him a haircut? I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope they do. You know what would be great, actually, speaking of that? They should do that. They should give him a haircut where they cleanse him of all his sins. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's where they'll go. I mean, I just hope that they replay like the Kevin Nash throwing Rey Mysterio into the side of a truck with uh, yeah. Priest doing that to Dominic. But I mean, well, Dominic they kind of do that. Zero to appeal to me, and Ray's just a jobber at this point. God, man, I know that's true. And Dominic just shits me, bro. I mean. Yeah, is, is there a three-year contract over yet? Clearly, it's not. He's probably got a lifetime contract for all we know, man. For the love of God, let these people go. <laughs> you know what? I, I do have hope and faith that uh, Dominic will eventually get released, though. Because, really, he's got no... Look, to be fair, he's not bad in the ring, but he looks like shit. Yeah, he looks like shit. So he is bad in the ring. He's bad at everything. He's... He's bad looking. He's stupid looking. He's awkward looking. He has no body. He's putting no effort into his body. He wears pajamas, children's pajamas. That's his outfit. His children's pajamas. He's, he's terrible. He's got no charisma. He has no style. It's like he he got like he got none of the nothing from his father except the ability to do a six one nine. Yeah, I mean you're right. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say to that? 
Um, but we get a replay of their turn on edge, though, Jeff, as Finn starts to say he could watch the video over and over, but he's cut off by the Mysterio's entrance. But you know what I don't understand, Jeff? Any of it. Well, I just want to touch on, first of all, about the edge. Yeah. Sort of, uh, if you want to call it the edge. Lily likes yet. it. Lily does like it. She's she's getting ready for the brood. People are starting to think, they, they want to think, <laughs> yeah. Eat me! Eat me! <laughs> anyway, Look, people want to think down, and believe. Down. Yeah, calm down, Lily. People want to still believe that... Um, it's not Edge, and it's Bray Wyatt. And even if you prove the point that it is Edge, they will turn around and tell you, why can't it be both? And maybe they're coming back as some sort of new brood. Is it possible, Jeff? Or are these Mark Tards tripping? And it's I just mean, Edge? It, well, it's not impossible, so it's possible, but those Mark Tards are tripping. It's Edge, it's Edge alone. It's not going to be with Bray. And then why would Bray be with Edge? Why would Bray come as a face? I mean, what, I mean well, I don't understand how people get Bray Wyatt out of that vignette in the first place. Well, it's it's because the style of it and the aesthetic and of it. Clever. We haven't seen clever vignettes in a while, but they did clever one. I mean, the the AJ Undertaker, you know, boneyard match that was that was clever. They have done clever vignettes before, um, but no, this is Edge, and this is Edge. This is a, a throwback to his, you know, his 1994, the you know, sort of the, the Crow Edge, the you know, uh, the, the the night the vigilante running quietly uh, across the building tops and on the elevator trains and, and yeah. you know, on the fire escape. You think you know him, Jeff. You think you know him. You think you know him. That's why I think, you know, it's going full circle. We'll get the brood. Well, he was using the brood theme recently, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Listen, I, I would... I want Bray back more than anybody. I, almost anybody. Oh. Um, oh. But... Uh, <laughs> But the, the, this this isn't time, and the brood. You can't do the brood. first of all. Gangrel works with MLW. He's like one of the. He was on AEW too recently. Yeah, he did. He did a spot, but he was you know a couple of days. But he he's on MLW. He's like one of the eight people that's on there, actually on their roster. <laughs> um, and he moves like shit. He actually he actually walks like with a pronounced limp now. now maybe that was just then, and then for all I know, that was three months ago, in real time. Um, but Christian, we know where he is. And I, I really don't think WWE is going to hire Gangrel. So um, I don't know. No, there, there, there's 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 not going to be a brood. Now, if there was a new brood and there was like someone creepy or whatever, but, I, you know, I, who would it be? Who, who in NXT is good enough to bring up to be creepy? Ooh. Who? Who? <laughs> Will be that owl actually, Jeff? An owl. <laughs> Would be the owl. The owl. It will have Lily and the owl, and it's Bray and Edge, <laughs> and we'll call him Sledge. <laughs> not Bread. Not Bredge. <laughs> well, you could go with Bredge too, or Absolutely. Edgy, and we could... <laughs> Edgy Sledgey. Bredge. Bredge. I like it. I like Bredge absolutely like it well 
people truly think it's him. So, uh, I'm talking about Bray Wyatt and Edge, but and it's not. So uh, get over it, peeps. Seriously, people think lots of things. They do. Well, we move on to the next matchup as we get Rey Mysterio versus Damian Priest in a meh match as Damian Priest defeats Rey Mysterio by pinfall. And then basically Priest puts the boots to Rey after the bell yep, and Bella gets a mic. Yep. And some chairs, they tell Dom he has to join them or dad gets a concerto. And mm. Dominic says he will if they stop and Priest says it's too late as Finn takes them both out with chair shots. And they're pretty fucking vicious looking chair shots. Um, but again, why is this even a thing? Why is this even a feud? Is Judgment Day that stupid to the point where they don't think Edge is coming back to yes. take him out? And they won't even yeah. see it coming? And I still don't understand why Finn Balor is even part of this damn thing. Right. Exactly correct. I mean, obviously they don't pay attention to any of the vignettes. You know who started the, the Bray thing? It's Judgment Day. They, they think it's Bray. They're the, they're the ones who are like, oh, yeah, it's definitely Bray Wyatt. But, yeah, uh, obviously, Bray Wyatt had a huge history with Jeff Hardy and John Cena and uh, yeah. The Undertaker and Triple H and Mick Foley. I mean, yeah. Really? All of them. Just every single one. Just just memory row. Just go all, all the way back, you know. So I, I what can I tell you? Um, no, this is dumb. I mean, you know, listen, I, I, you know, it's me who says write stories for every wrestler. So, I mean, so they have stories for every wrestler. It's just Judgment Day by this time, if it was going to be with Edge, I mean, kicking them out, kicking Edge out was was dumb and sort of a desperation move because I presumably they felt like they needed another top face with Cody out and all that jazz. Um, but they they didn't and and judgment day could have been like another a nice another heel faction that you know maybe they could have done something with in case they want to take the belts off of you know roman and the usos and they could have had another power faction well it's for the tip already jeff it was for the tip weeks ago and i just want to say hashtag bridge yeah hashtag bridge right right along with hashtag fire ties <laughs> yeah absolutely um we get uh what do you call it? Uh Seth Rollins versus Elias slash Ezekiel match. Ooh. After that, yes, I said Elias. Flash. I'm waiting for it. Uh, what's his name? Elrod. From the Guns N' Roses? I missed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, bro. I didn't see I didn't know Elias and Slash were playing <laughs> together. Slash and Zeke. That's who it was. No, no. Exactly. There was only one of them there. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Rollins ends up getting the win via pinfall. Ezekiel is just a friggin' upper mid-card jobber at this point. Yeah, well, <sighs> that's, you know, that's fine. It is what it is. Um, mm -hmm. This this show was so much filler, dude. Uh, like, really, there was just way too much filler. But yeah, uh, we it, move on. It was a pointless show. It, it, it had no purpose. It didn't have any purpose. As speaking of no purpose, we get another MVP Omos section. As right. MVP is giving Omos a pep talk when mm -hmm. the Usos roll up. They're confident in the seven footer tonight and in, in a summer same win despite Jared's involvement, they head out to get front row seat for our next match. But there's also there's an awkward segue from hyping Tampa sport pro sports to watching Rainbow Stereo lose tonight. 
to promoting Ray's 20th anniversary celebration next Monday at Madison Square Garden. Right. Well, the rumor is Edge will be back for at, in Madison Square Garden next week. Well, makes sense, right? Well, but you know yeah. what wasn't go as home. awkward, though? Go home to show to SummerSlam, right? Absolutely. Because I still think that Titus opener was pretty awkward, though, man. Way more awkward than this. But it was pretty awkward. But anyway, the judgment the say they did I mean, I mean, the Titus thing was, was particularly awkward just because we're not used to seeing him do that. And it was... I mean, and it was True. such a phony baloney speech. It was just, it was just so dopey. We don't talk about politics and really, I mean, Vince McMahon yeah. actually wrestled God. Now, I, I know that that was twenty years ago. I, I mean, I get it. Oh, I, I, I know. Just about fifteen, maybe close. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, there, there was the Ministry of Darkness. They, they, they crucified more than one person. I mean, stop it already. They had, a, they had Mordecai. They had Canarzi. They had Brother Love. And by the way, oh, I'm not God. saying this is bad things. I mean. I hate that they run away from things like religion and politics. Not real stuff, but they could easily make up their own. I mean, what was the Wyatt family? What was Gacy doing? It. They're cults. They're cult leaders. You had the Monday Night Absolutely. Messiah. They cult. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so what? Even the Monday Night Messiah, right. Why, why run away from things that, that are the easiest characters to build? Because WWE liked them running away, but really, one sort of getting near to pulling the trigger they quickly run back do you know what i mean i mean everyone just... knows who was watching the attitude era everybody including kids i mean it didn't well, scar them look everyone's turned out just uh, <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. Yeah. Uh, get back to me next week on this one on this point well well judgment day actually continues saying they didn't let dominic join because he shouldn't have because he sucks. He does suck, as a matter of fact. I know they they, they let him in because he, he made the wrong choice. It was a test. He was supposed to beat up his father without saying anything. Instead, he just tried to do it to save him, and that was a fail. Great, terrific. Who cares? Dominic's a loser. We know. We get it. Hold on a second, Jeff. You hold on a second. No, I thought I heard the door. Don't worry. Oh, shut the hell up, D. Oh, yes, I did hear the door. <laughs> Give me a moment, Jeff. Continue on for a second. Well, All right, so no one cares about Judgment Day. No one cares about Rey Mysterio or Dominic Mysterio, his weirdo son. Lily, do you care? I do not care. She doesn't. Whoa. Um, so, yeah. So, that, well, so, yeah. So then we go into this ridiculous match with almost – and um dawkins and basically what happens is montez ford successfully trips almost but doesn't get caught and when mvp returns the favor on the other side of the ring the ref sees it and calls a disqualification so almost gets disqualified and they're all mad but adam pierce comes in saves the day says oh no 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 <laughs> that's not how we do things around here you want to see a tag team match an mvp you're going to get, you said you wanted to be in a tag team match against the Street Profits, and you're going to get your wish tonight because we give you what you want. And MVP saying, well, I'm basically saying I'm, I'm all dressed up to the nines. And he was, he was born in a Gucci belt. He had, he had the vest on. He had a, he was styling and profiling. But nevertheless, Adam Pierce made the match go. It was a tag team match. Uh, it wasn't particularly good. It wasn't particularly bad. The thing we were supposed to take from it is Montez Ford did a gigantic frog splash onto almost 
and almost kicked out at one. And then Montez Ford was like frozen in terror about it. And since it didn't work once, he tried to do it again. Um, and then the Usos ran in and attacked the Street Profits, thus causing another disqualification. So we had a disqualification leading to a the famous tag team match, a restart of a semi-new match to end in another disqualification. So we had one disqualification to lead to another disqualification. I mean, just, I mean, it's, it's just stupid. It was just stupid. It was just a waste of my time. It was stupid and a waste of time. And speaking of waste of time, we do get another backstage. And by the way, it did not look, it did not make our challengers for the tag team unified titles look particularly strong. No, uh, but I mean, this nation is going to hurt the street profits at this point, dude. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know what's going on, but it, it it seems like they're trying to tell us that Team MVP is is going to be the ones to cost the Street Profits these titles. Why not at this point? Well, backstage, yeah, you get or or, uh, or or Dawkins, uh, you know, break, breaks a guitar over Tez's back. <laughs> Maybe we got uh, a lot of variables of... here, but but you we know, with Jeff Jarrett's refereeing, a guitar is going to be broken over somebody. Because he's great, Jeff. You know that. I told you. Of course, great it will. I mean, I still can't believe how we pulled off three different uh, things all in one time. I mean, seriously, you can't knock the guy. I mean, seriously. I'm wearing my merch. I mean, seriously, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the guy is that great. Anyway, we do get a. Where we after that, we do get a backstage segment where Shriba or Shriba is cut off from introducing a guest by Via Mahan, who just says boo and then leaves. Then yeah, she gets her great. guest. Yeah, who gives a shit about Via, man? He's going to be straight down to main event every week at this point. And then the uh, she ends up getting her guest, The Miz, Via, like Sarah. He also doesn't mm-hmm. want to reveal any of the surprises he has planned for Ms. TV with Logan Paul. Which is tonight. ridiculous because they announced that Logan Paul's his guest on Ms. TV, but he doesn't want to tell you who his guest is right. on Ms. TV. What, so what stupid, is this? so dumb. You, I, I told you it's a Jeff. Um, I hate to say it, dude. It's a fucking fruit salad. I mean, literally, you know they, they, they're trying to make you believe it's a TV show. So when they advertise for things, it's like a TV show where the characters are, you know, they're they're in a script. There's a fourth wall. They don't know that the things that have been advertised, even yeah. though they've said they've talked about it before and they talk about it all week on social media and they post Instagram post things about it. And I, I mean, it's, it's, it's just this strange world that. It, it it makes absolutely no logic and sense, and worst of all, it's stale and not creative and not entertaining. I agree. I mean, it's a fucking fruit salad. Like I said, when I say fruit salad, it's a man. I mean, except I mean, it's not really yummy, yummy, yummy at this point. That's what fruits it is. I mean, if you have nice fresh mangoes and some some fresh kiwis oh, and mangoes, kumquats or passions, absolutely tremendous. You get honeydew just right and a, and. Pineapple just right. I mean, fruit salad can be terrific. Now, if you get like day old bananas and grapes that are half brown and the strawberries that are hard, you know, yeah, that, that's terrible. Nobody wants apple slices in a fruit salad. Nobody wants apple slices, period. Not, not anyway. Yeah. 
It's not yummy, yummy. It isn't. Despite what uh, Jeff and Anthony tell you. <laughs> Fruit salad. Anyway, yeah. uh, these. The only one you can trust out of that bunch is Henry the Octopus. Fair point. Me um, hopes Paul withdraws the SummerSlam challenge so they can become tag champs. If he doesn't, Logan is going to learn he doesn't want to beat the Miz's enemy. Yeah. Get Mank. Get phone to once again promise he's leaving SummerSlam with the US. WWE and Universal does as Theory kicks it to a replay of what Brock Please don't go over the entire theory recap. This, this was a 25-minute segment. Not really. It's condensed. I'm going to condense it. Okay, Jason, don't worry. Can, you can compress um, it like you know, you're doing a video. Make it really small. Last week, he did say he wanted to put the winner there and Roman Reigns will be easy pickings next Saturday. He also showing involved in Theory's match last week and he joins the jealous of him. Before we can get much further whining about that, his parents ended up making Alright, I don't know what's recording on your side, but I can't hear you. You're you're like it's like you're in water. It's like a oh. sound. So I'm gonna condense this. And and Basically, Theory gets the what chant. He's being very annoying. Nobody cares. Uh, he Well, actually, he's getting a lot of heat. People do care. Uh, everyone's jealous of him. He's an overnight success. And AJ Styles comes to confront him. And he says, what are you, the grizzled uh, old veteran? Uh, where What were you doing when you were 24? I'm an overnight sensation. I'm the one that should be called phenomenal. And AJ's like, no, I'm going to be the one that puts respect in your, your mouth and punches him in the face. Whoa! He punches him in the face. And while this is going on, Dolph Ziggler walked out and and uh, so then we proceed to have a match, um, you know, and it's not a very good match. I mean, every time Austin Theory doesn't know what to do, he, he puts AJ into a rest hole. Now, if he's trying to get more heel heat, he's doing it the wrong way. I mean, he, he should be doing heel moves, you know, poking eyes, raking back. But he kept doing like chin locks and arm bars, like stuff that's boring. Don't be boring if you're going to be a heel. Be boorish, not boring. Um, boorish. Yeah, anyway, at some point, he, he you know, he, he goes out of the ring, he shoves Dolph Ziegler down, but it's, it's Dolph Ziegler takes his opportunity, gives him a super kick, and Theory gets counted out. So AJ wins, and then uh, when uh, Austin Theory goes, and he's still gabbing it up with Dolph, and AJ attacks him from behind, and, and as all faces do, and gives him the Styles Clash, uh, thus teaching him respect. So there you go, AJ with the double win, and we still don't know what... Dolph's motivations are is is he jealous does is he going to challenge for the money in the the bank briefcase or as steve pena big daddy cool from hammerlock hangover proposes is he actually going to replace vince mcmahon in the mentor role and go i'm just teaching you lessons uh -huh. kid vince told you to or mr mcmahon told you to always be ready for everything i'm just here to further those lessons he's busy with other business yeah, absolutely you're spot on the, the um, sad thing is that the most interesting part of this television show is what's going on with Theory and Dolph Ziggler. And whenever I say the most interesting thing has to do with Dolph Ziggler, you know that we're starting at sort of like a zero baseline. Oh, boy. Because at one point, everyone used to love him, and now everybody just doesn't care. 
and 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 why would they? I mean, everyone's beat him. Uh, you know, uh, you know, everyone beats him, and you know, everyone knows what he is now. He's a player coach. I mean, he's he's training the guys from NXT who make it to the main roster, and Rude is doing the same thing just behind the scenes. Hey, you're right. It's true. Yeah, um, they're basically you know, Jeff, though... trainers. <laughs> yeah. Did you know, Jeff, that WWE's YouTube channel has over seventy billion views? I had heard something about that. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a um, lot. Anyway, I have not does. really contributed very much to that. True, neither have I. But uh, anyway, we like get to like the next three. matchup because <laughs> true. Well, it's from bad to worst, uh, Jeff. Because okay. uh, we get Alexa Bliss, Dana Brooke, and Oscar versus Dude Drop Tamina and Nikki Trash. You better uh, watch how you talk about this. Yeah, Asuka gets caught in the ring apron and worked over by all whoa, the heels. Whoa, 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 whoa. The first thing you need to say is that 24-7 title rules have been suspended. get to that. So no, well, you have to start with it. This is how you tell a story. You have to get the stipulation out early. Don't be like AEW and bury it in the middle of three paragraphs. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you said it for me anyway. So, uh, as then we get the 24-7 champ coming out off the top to flatten all of them as Reggie is in the crowd, which distracts Dana and allows Akira Tozawa to pin for the title as we get Akira Tozawa defeating Dana Brooke via right. pinfall. So, the 24-7 title rules were suspended so they could immediately not be suspended. And what I was hoping for with Reggie in the crowd was that Kip Sabian would be there with his bag on and they'd get into a fight. Yeah, this was... Uh, why are they doing this to us, man? They, what do they do? Nine title changes during this when the rules were suspended? I, I was going to get to that in a moment, but, but why, though, Jeff? Why are they doing this to us, dude? Because they don't like us. They don't like themselves. They don't know what else to do. They say, let's have a stipulation. And like you say, let's ignore it. Just like you, you're you the one who told me, forget about the, the riddle stipulation where you can never challenge Roman Reigns again. That, that, that well, never happened. Well, it never happened. Right. Well, neither did this. No, neither did this. And, and, and apparently the SummerSlam oh, match between Bianca and, and Becky was not confirmed. And apparently it won't be confirmed again until this Friday, and it won't be confirmed again until next Monday. Jesus Christ! Why? You know, oh, this, this, you know what? WWE is like when you're booking like an unlicensed contractor. You need a lot of confirmations before something's really confirmed. Jesus Christ, man! It's like when you rent a car through like you know discount rental car, and you confirmed it, and you reconfirmed. You have your email confirmation, your checks confirmation, and you get there, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't have a car for you." Um, but I've confirmed, I've got the confirmation. Yeah, we don't have a car for you. Um, well, you know, I, I want this to that. Well, you can you can go up to the SUV. Okay, you're not going to charge me anymore for that, right? Oh no, we we have to charge you for that. Well, how much more is it? Oh, it's only three times as much. Oh, and it's required you get gap insurance. Uh, but my reservation, we don't have that car for you. Yeah. You have a book. Yeah. Cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti, Jeff. That's what this card was. Card subject to change. Card subject yeah. to change sometimes within the match itself. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, we do get Tozawa celebrating in the ring, and that lets Nikki win the bout as Nikki defeats Akira Tozawa via pinfall to become a new 24 7 champ. As Alex uh, catches her with a kick and gets the pin, as Alexa Bliss then becomes a new 24 champion, then Dewdrop with a crossbody and Dewdrop defeats Alexa Bliss to become wah, wah. a new 24 7 champion. But James Moore, as Tamina comes in with a kick, so we get Tamina then becoming your 24 7 champion as Brooke comes back in to roll her up and, well, Brooke Hogan? All ends well. It ends well, I guess, as Dana Brooke again becomes your 24-7 champion. Uh, then she runs off with the bat and the trio's match is still ongoing as Asuka grabs Nikki in an Asuka lock. And then in you know the whole scheme of things, the bigger story here, basically Alexi Bliss, Dana Brooke, and Asuka defeat Dewdrop, Tamina, and Nikki Ash via submission. Right. This Even though two potato, of them potato, were dude. out of the ring, Dana Brooke was running away and Tamina was chasing her. Spaghetti, spaghetti, cold spaghetti, Jeff. Exactly. Wee, 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 wee. Can you hear that? That sums up this whole segment. It's all match. The whole show. I mean, seriously. No, you know what? That's it really does. Probably does at this point. This insults us, Jeff. This is just so childish, man. Yeah. This was a particular. Listen, there have been a lot of raws that are long. There have been a lot of raws that are mad that are okay. There have been a lot of raws that have been pretty good. If they weren't three hours and there wasn't so much filler, there was a good wrestling show in there. Just way too long. This was none of those things. It was, I mean, or it was all of those. It was well, except that it was no good. It was too long, too much filler, bad. Nothing made sense. It was discombobulated. It was stupid. It really didn't advance any story at all. Even though the with the Dolph Ziggler theory thing kept going it didn't advance it any we don't know anything new there's no other piece of information so no, nothing was really accomplished in this episode period i can't think of a, i can't think of a thing there was advanced. i mean the logan paul miz thing it was basically the same confrontation well speaking of that we do get a segment as backstage though before we do get there dominique mysterio is proud he failed Judgment Day's test. Ray says they really think they're the first to come for the family or to break up him and his son. He promises to cap off his anniversary celebration by showing TJ Dennis, Judgment Day what it means to be a Mysterio as Miz enters to a video of his winning MVP in the All-Star Weekend Celebrity Softball game. What a man, his balls must be pretty big. Right, Jeff? Very big. Huge. Very big. Gigante, huge. Gigantes. <laughs> they're huge they're absolutely huge as uh he goes on to make his entrance uh we and he welcomes all of us to miss tv and your main event apparently because the a-lister wastes no time introducing logan paul who is out to what sounds like a mixed reaction he grabs a mic to quickly ask if miss accepts his SummerSlam challenge miss wants to talk about the good times at wrestlemania Showing highlights of their win over the Mysterios in Texas, which doesn't include Miz attacking Paul. Logan then demands they let it fall, so we do get to see the Skull Crusher finale to the influencer. Miz explains he was teaching Paul, who says the only thing Miz taught him was that he had to come back to WWE, sign a contract, and beat Miz's ass at SummerSlam. The host then takes over to gas up Paul's career. 
and put him over as a unique superstar who needs his tutelage. Paul can do anything he wants out in the world, though, Jeff. But in the WWE ring, he's a rookie who has to earn the right to face Miz. He can't host host Miz TV, so his challenge is denied. As he's getting rid of his jacket, Paul asks if Miz doesn't think he's ready or tough enough. He lists all the things he's been told he can't do that he succeeded at. Being told he can't do something only motivates him, so he'll be back next Monday to host his own show, and he'll call it Impulsive TV. Impulsive. Impulsive. Okay. Well, that's what it's fucking now. It's friggin' spelled at the end of the day. But well, yes, maybe impulsive. you shouldn't read so much and, and re- just remember from the show. Well, it's spelled as Paulsive, like be, be, impulsive. Be, be. Oh, impulsive, great. So, like yeah. Paul, like, you be know, P A U L. Yeah. I don't need another fucking talk show on Raw again, man. No, nobody, nobody got... wants to see the talk show. People were cheering The Miz and they were booing Logan Paul. How do you, how do you cheer The Miz? I don't know. Oh, it's bizarre, Lance. I mean, maybe they were just booing this whole crap. Because I mean, well, this whole they, show was shocking. Well, they should, except they were cheering the Miz, which is bizarre. So, I mean, you know, uh, uh, I mean, I, you have a guy who's a perfect natural heel, and people love to hate him. Why? Why are you fucking with this? This is this is like Roman Reigns all over again, except you haven't invested a dollar in in training him to be a wrestler. I mean, it's just yep. it's just so weird. Yeah. It is. It, um, it's like they insist yeah. on on swimming upstream when most of wrestling should be swimming downstream. Even if you're not swimming well, even if you're just doing the doggy paddle, it's not supposed to be hard. It's not, but it is. It's and it's hard to watch, Jeff. Um, oh, that that, that part's hard sure. to watch. Definitely. Well, Miz continues on saying he can do that, but it doesn't change the fact that the challenge is denied. Paul says he knows why, because Miz has tiny blueberries in his pants. He starts a tiny balls chant, which angers Miz. <laughs> he shows uh, off his big balls shirt and accepts the match for WrestleMania. That's all it took. I deny oh, sorry, it. Sorry, SummerSlam. You insult me and get the crowd to chant against me. I, I, matches, matches on. What what a crafty veteran. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of crafty uh, veterans, as we get a brawl breaking out and Paul sends Miz to the outside which is when Tommaso Ciampa then strikes. The numbers get him, but he elbows out of Ciampa's grasp and exits up the ramp while Miz and his henchmen fucking glare. Then we get Sarah in the ring to get Miz's thoughts on all of that. He angry he angrily declares Raw and WWE to be his house because he's the Miz. And guess what, Jeff? He's awesome. Yeah, he's awful. Yeah, I, I mean... This Raw was we- awful, damn it. Yeah, why this was the main event, and they ended with a Sarah Schreiber segment in the ring where Miz could just say what the Miz had already said. And by the way, how old does Ciampa look next to the Miz? Extremely old. Like, he looks like he's like 15 years his elder. He's like five years younger. I know. I know. I mean, shit. (laughs) What can you say? Miz does look great, though, for his age. There is that, but... Champa, you know, listen from the neck down. He's you, no one. No one can say he's in bad shape. He's in great shape. He's in, in, in human yes. shape, but he right. just looks old, man. He just, he just, 
he looks like a grizzled old veteran. And I was thinking and, the same thing, exactly. I mean, he 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 looks like he's in his fifties. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. And you know what? I, I was a fan of Chumpers. Now I can't stand just watching him now. No, I just I can't. This, this I, I'm gonna jump guys who beats the Miz. You know who? I mean, it's just a role for losing. I I mean. He never should have been when he said, I, "I'm never leaving NXT." He should have meant it, and I think he did. But I mean, he should have stuck to it. Uh, I, I mean, he's fine. He could, he could be, he could do anything in NXT. He, you know, he could spend a year losing. He could spend a year on top. He could be in a tag team. He, you know, he, he could be a heel. He can be a face. It doesn't matter. He can, he can do it all, and and it would work. Um, the fact that he's so small, you're not he's not that small for NXT. Why well, now you just send him straight back there, otherwise release the guy. Seriously. Well to go where? I mean, you know, I mean Oh, you know TK will take him. Yeah, for but, but for what? I, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know. I TK you know, will the, blow his load all over Chumper, dude. What are you talking about? I, I understand, but yeah, I, I you know, not all their contracts are created equally. Is you know, I, I think that tell Tony gets, that Jeff. Well, I would tell Tony that if he would talk to me. I mean, he he'd have to admit it because it's true. Um, well, he wouldn't have to do anything. Um, yeah, Champa on the main roster. You know, I mean, it's not like he's listless and doesn't have a purpose. He has a purpose. It's been the same the whole time. Jump people from behind who are giving them his trouble. I mean. You know, same old shit, same old champa. Is he formally associated with the Miz? I mean, the Miz seems to be trying to to get another tag team partner instead. So it's like he's he's already his second pick, at least. Well, this is at best. Well, this is one of no, you're right, and this is one of the cases where AW makes the same mistake. They don't explain why these two are together and where the, this connection even comes from, because there's no reason for Champa and the Miz. To be really working together, right? Right. I mean, Champa could cut a promo. Miz could have paid him. Whatever it is, you know, the the, the A lister, you know, hires a a security or a plus security, and then who knows? Maybe a plus security turns into another guy, and, and then he becomes another APA at some point. You know, you, oh. you never know what's going to work. When the APA first started, it was terrible. Can we call it the MPA? Sure. What's the that? Midget- or mi- the Midget Protection Agency, or the Miz Protection Agency. <laughs> sure. I mean, seriously, why not, right? I mean, fuck. The Mighty well, Morphin yeah. Protection Agency. <laughs> the Mighty Morphin Champa Security. <laughs> Look, you don't know this, but there's a dog food here in Australia called Chump, right? And the slogan is so chumpy you can carve it, right? <laughs> well, that's what I think of when I see Champa, man. I think of Chump. He's the a security of champions, Champa champion security, <laughs> CCS. So chumpy you can carve it. That's right. That's right. It's fucking... I mean, Gargano's still a free agent. That that, that could be his first employee. <laughs> Don't worry, TK's already got him under the under contract. <laughs> Don't you worry, man. Otherwise, you get be. You have all of them. You got the the, 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 the three minis, the mighty midgets, the mini minis, the mini minis, bro. That's what you can call it. Jamie Noble can be their manager, (laughs) their business manager. Oh shit, man! They can call themselves the Jackals. That it it would actually be great. The Jackals. I would love that. That they attack people. 
they just jump on them all at once and they're like 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 they are lions attacking like a, a, a cape buffalo or something uh, can you picture all these minis dude just running to the ring like... i absolutely can i'm not, I'm, I'm picturing a bunch of coyotes attacking like a like a bison <laughs> It's easy to picture because I saw it. I saw the Undisputed Era do it with Keith Lee. Well, this song in the background is called Feeding the Ducks because that's essentially what they're doing, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't say. I, I'm sorry, folks, if you feel like we're a little bit down on the show, but the show fucking blew. <laughs> I mean, we're telling you the truth. <laughs> this was a terrible, terrible show. And hopefully you're listening to this because you didn't watch Raw. And hopefully you listen to this so you don't have to watch Raw. And one good thing about WWE is you don't have to watch their television. You just watch the PLEs. They're going to give you all the video packages. You're going to be caught up three times before that show is over. It's fine. Let us do the unpleasant work. That's why we spend the big bucks having, I mean, make the big, no, spend the big bucks doing these podcasts. For you, yeah, the listening public, absolutely, absolutely. And I'm sorry, like you apologize. I need to apologize because I know we could have been way more, you know, informative on this show, but like you said, Jeff, exactly, there's no reason to be. We'd be making stuff up, same shit. I mean, what would you you know, listen, if there was a Patreon. What I would do is I would do like a shadow show where we actually make up a fake raw storyline and just like keep doing that, like make up our own parallel stories but make them better, you know, with with some of the same characters and some of the same stuff. But we don't have a Patreon, and and we're not going to do that. And and uh, but you know, it's it's just what I would do if I was on Earth six one seven. Fifty one fifty for me. <laughs> because what does I'm going local. You mean? crazy it's the cop signal for crazy oh it's the cop signal for crazy okay because i knew yeah, that like van the, halen the had an album for crazy 51 50. i get it i understand yeah, i yeah. mean i knew it was something but i knew it wasn't an area code because there are three numbers so right well well yeah i mean well, how many like do you have in your zip codes how many numbers is it four zip codes five yeah numbers like what's is a five so, okay, all right? Because we sometimes you have a local with a, a dash with four digits, but zip codes are generally five numbers. We use four numbers, like for example, where I grew up, three zero seven three. Right, you have twelve so, people in the entire country. Oh well, compared to you guys, what you guys have got three hundred fifty million, something like that. Well, I think there's three hundred thirty million that we count. Well, yeah, it's, who, 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 who else is is hanging around? Is hanging about? Well. Well, we have 25 million here on this big southern land called Australia. And everyone just lives along the coast because you cannot live in the middle of the desert here in Australia. Mm. Just bring it out there. Yeah. Fascinating. But hey, it's true. Stop. Unlike you guys, you've got people living in the friggin' desert. Here, we don't, we don't touch it. <laughs> We're just made of sterner stuff. I guess you are. Well, well we Jeff, we this... have these things called rivers that, that go through our continent oh. where you don't. Yes, we do. We do have rivers, as a matter so of fact. Excuse you, pussies. But we don't have rivers like like the US and Canada does. You guys have got like massive rivers. Like we don't really have like huge oh. rivers here. What like, do you we have, like, do, rivulets. But, like, we got Murray River, first of all. 
Murray. Which is pretty famous. Murray. Murray. You have my coupons? Murray, Murray, mate. Murray. I'm going to the grocery store. Where's my coupons? It's called the supermarket, Jeff. It's double it's double coupon day at the Pathmark. <laughs> well, anyway, Jeff, let's fucking take it home because you know what? We like it raw. Tell them where they can find you, man. Uh, sometimes with Jimmy T on various shows involving the PWC, Humble Media Group, some of the PW Hustle, I guess, or Channel Attitude. Sometimes even the blow up, you never know. Um, That's right. Hammerlock Hangover is, is my wrestling podcast with uh, Steve Pena, uh, oftentimes on the PWC. Uh, other places. Yeah, I need to well. catch up. Need to catch up. Give me a break here. Give you a break. I fell back. You have, I fell you have back. one job. Um, and, <laughs> Are you supposed to help me? God damn it. <laughs> you were supposed to show me. <laughs> I mean, I tried. I'll show you again, but I've, tr- I've tried showing you. You'll show you me again. You didn't show me the first time. And then you, then you were going to put really? D on it. And she's like, I don't really? want to. I'll forget D because she means well, but you know. Okay. <laughs> I guess you're a girl. Don't look at me funny, D. Shut the but hell anyway, up, D. Continue on. Uh, Shut up, go- D. That's what he yeah. said. Garden of the Doom, non-wrestling podcast. Es- esoteric, arcane, occult, history, theosophy, all sorts of cool stuff there. And some science. We did the show recently on Mars. Uh, all history stuff and then the show after was about the crystal skulls and human skulls so uh, a little bit of possible alternative history and, and some anthropology there too as well uh, Garden Views is sort of like a cousin show to it more topical, more legal um, so check that out as well I, I put my second show up on crypto- cryptocurrency this very evening oh, beautiful well, if you want to follow me you can right here at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you should subscribe, where all our shows is, is there and eventually will be up, all the latest ones. Also, follow me on Twitter, at the PWC Network, and also at DJ Mass Effects, as you can see right there. Right. And also, like and subscribe at the PW Hustle, the blogpod.com, Hamid Media Group, and channelattitude.com, where for only five bucks, Jeff, you can get us reviewing and AW and reviewing Rampage. Absolutely, yeah. and the blow off is also on channel attitude. Sometimes when I'm and not bumped for Jargo, yeah, Jargo is everywhere, man. Jargo is everywhere. Jargo is the man, Jeff. He's, he he's really man. good at what he does. Absolutely, I know. He, he is. It's, it's, it's an upgrade when you get Jargo. It's true. Ah, no, come on, man. It's not like that. You're you're very good too, Jeff. And actually, as a matter of fact, you're keeping yourself out there and you're putting yourself out there. <laughs> when you got nothing to <laughs> lose, you got nothing to lose. Oh, I, I guess I should say song. my Twitter at Icarus Fell MD. You should. Hey, that's right. Say that again, Jeff. At Icarus Fell MD. There you go. He said it. Well, I think we're going to take it home now because this role was just this drizzling shits. And in saying that, this role was Jimmy undercooked. T. It was undercooked. Generally, we like it raw, but it was way undercooked though at this point. So, in this saying was like that, French I'm Jimmy. Yuck, it was frog raw, French yeah, raw, uh, if you know what I'm saying. This was yeah. food poisoning raw. <laughs> food poisoning. This is diarrhea, man. This was the jizzling shits, literally. Leaking assholes is what this was. <laughs> anyway, in saying that, I am Jimmy T. He is Evil Dose and the real Lily, who also made a special guest appearance. And we were talking raw right here on the PWC Network. And I think we're out. Peace. Stable, my friends.
business where we're the most recognizable athletes on the planet. Why is that? Because we don't wear a helmet. We don't wear anything of our faces. We don't, you see us, you see, you're individualized. When I have you on TV, whether it's for five minutes, 10 minutes, you're individualized and I'm watching nothing but you. You have to entertain them. They, they're the ones that get you over, not you. You do, but it's not you, it's them. It's them. As soon as they all, like you, guess who's over? You are. Now there's some, there's another gun coming up. Your son, Austin, is getting into wrestling. He was kind of our connection to you. And I was curious <laughs> yeah. as to like, since you're saying it is so different, you don't even know what you would begin to tell someone now. What advice are you giving him? How are you helping him become hopefully the wrestling's next big star? Yeah. Listen. I never rap from a floor I don't know I can make a living off this shit in GoPro This my promo Ring needed for the true, he needed solo I got a hunch it's gonna happen, go Quasimodo Take a photo While I got these cameras in our faces Dreaming about this moment since the day I tied laces Mouth full of braces Getting back to basics Vision getting better but I never needed LASIK No hands shaking You made a point, okay, point taken Now you the one to point, but I feel amazing Now if I could shake your hand, I'd probably break it Nowadays, I know why Kobe never left the Lakers But who's better if I give the upper hand? Might take a year off and go train in Japan Then we'll see who the man Sitting back and watch my strategy, this clash of the clan You just do what you can, I got a question So I raise my hand up Crooked people in this 
crooked world with crooked answers Why fucking cops shooting kids with their hands up Just cause they tenor Rest in peace on the banner Wanna know how I want it Car doors open vertical Fans so loud, number 30 in the Oracle Standing ovation, running out of patience Running, running back at times when we were lost in conversation Maintain the image that I'm living in the moment White paper zoning, actions I'm condoning Feelings get the best of me, I'm leaving Slamming doors behind me, losing voices Pray to reconvene in the morning Things in this life that I never understand Why'd you take Will? Why'd you take the man? The day he passed away, I went into the locker room And I got goosebumps when I fucking walked in Walk up to his locker, put his jersey in my hand Nas hanging on my wall, he's our number one fan, damn Shout out to the fam, this year was so tragic Rapping 34, now it's stitching to the fabric Magic, carpet change, gun into Aladdin Second generation, son of a gun, I hoppin', baby سبحان فالق You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, Infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connections.